0: Hello everyone, Xander here. As we start this strange new quarter, Azu Outdoors wants to continue to help you connect with nature. Because many of us are under stay-at-home orders, getting out into the wilderness is not as possible as it used to be, and some of our favorite activities are no longer socially responsible because of their inherent risks or because of the travel required for them. Because we know you are thinking about the outdoors just as much as we are, we have started this podcast to share stories of adventure. For a few minutes each week, students and faculty will share their own stories to help you get your mind off of being cooped up at home. I'm your host, Xander Culver, and you are listening to Trail Tales. What do you do when you've broken both of your legs, you've broken your arm, it's getting dark, and you have no way to contact anyone? Our first story today is told by Dr. Brian Roth. He's the Dean of the Edward F. Cross School of Engineering here at Walla Walla University. Welcome, Dr. Roth.
1: All right. One of my most interesting outdoor experiences happened uh, when I was working at Camp Owona, a summer camp in Yosemite National Park. I was there for the summer uh, working on the maintenance crew, and one of my jobs that summer was to run uh, the sound for Saturday evening program, the, where all the campers were featured. Uh, Saturday afternoons, uh, I had the afternoon off, and uh, one particular Saturday afternoon, the next to last Saturday night of the summer, uh, my friends and I decided that we would like to go hiking. Uh, there's Chilnawalna Creek which runs near the summer camp. So we headed up the trail, pretty steep trail, uh, which parallels the stream, deep ravine and the stream below. Uh, we had a great afternoon, went out and explored, uh, a series of, uh, pools, uh, as we climbed higher. Uh, and at one of those pools, we were a bit chagrined to discover that there's a whole group of folks, no clothes, uh, A group group of nudists, and they were excited to see us. We were not quite as excited to see them. Uh, They were um, encouraging us to to come swimming uh, in the pool with them. We 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 thanked them and uh, moved on quickly. Uh, Climbed higher. It got later in the afternoon and just about supper time, and so we headed back down the trail. Uh, Now I we'd all packed a sack lunch, but I I brought mine along. And so I decided I was going to stay out a bit longer while my friends went back to camp. On the other side of the creek, the other side of the ravine from the trail, there were three rock spires uh, just begging to be climbed. I, I enjoyed scrambling. I enjoyed climbing. It looked like a great place to climb up to the top of these and have my picnic supper. They are probably 25 to 30 feet tall. So I scrambled down ravine across the river and up the other side and looked like the easiest access to the top of the spires was on the backside so from a base granite base I started climbing just had my hiking boots on so wasn't really well prepared for climbing but I thought I'd just scramble up I was up about 15 feet or so and I went to reach for a handhold and at that instant my boot slipped and I quickly found myself falling As I fell, I I turned in mid-air, so I'd land facing forward instead of on my back. And when I landed, I landed on all fours, feet first and then uh, hands as well. And it immediately felt a twinge of pain. didn't think it was serious, but I thought at least I'd I'd roll onto my back and give my feet a a moment or two to to rest and recover. Then I could shake it off and get back up. Well, I waited a minute or two. Things felt all right. I rolled over to get up and it was at that moment that I realized I had broken both legs. out I'd basically pulverized my calcaneus bone, my heel bone. So, well, I wasn't going anywhere So I rolled back on my back to think about it for a bit. I was out of sight of the the river, out of sight of the trail, so I I knew I'd probably need to crawl to a spot where I could be seen and found. So as I started to crawl on hands and knees, I realized that not only were my feet broken, but my left arm was broken as well. Uh, So I dropped to knees and elbows, and crawled about 50 feet or so uh, down past the end of the rock spires to a, a ledge where I could look out, cross the ravine, cross the river, and see the trail. I was about 630 or so in the evening. Uh, I knew I'd be all I'd right. be a little cold, but I wasn't too worried. Uh, and I sat to wait. Ah, and then I remembered, hey, we had some company. Um, didn't see anyone coming down the trail, but I remembered that there was a group of nudists that we'd met at the pool. Uh, higher up. Well, at that moment, I was happy to see anyone, nudists or not, clothing or, or not. So I, I yelled for a while, uh, and alas, no one heard, heard me, not even that group. So I settled in to wait. Uh, campfire came at Camp Ouna, and of course, I wasn't there to run uh, the sound, so my friends knew pretty quick. In fact, everyone knew pretty quick that, that something was wrong. So after campfire that night, as I expected, uh, my friends came looking for me. Now, everyone wanted in on the adventure of finding me. So, about 9.30 or so, as I was lying there on the ground, I saw a long line of flashlights coming up the trail, uh, the other side of the ravine. I, I kind of laughed because you know, two or three were sufficient, but there was probably 20 or 30 people along uh, for the adventure. Uh, they found me. I waved across the ravine. Uh, but the next challenge was how to get across far too steep for me to crawl out, probably too steep for someone to carry me, so the rock climbing instructor uh, spent the evening uh, rigging up a zip line across the ravine, and first thing in the morning uh, they loaded me up on a s- stretcher and zipped me across the river where a group of uh, Yosemite National Park rangers were waiting were to carry me out. Uh, now they, they thought for a bit about sending a helicopter. That would have been a an added adventure, uh, but the area was, the canyon was too narrow, it was too rugged, so they they stretched me out and took me by ambulance down the hill. So I missed the last week of summer camp, alas, uh, and I had about six weeks until I was scheduled to start my freshman year at Walla University. So what was I going to do for six weeks? Well, I ordered a a religion course by correspondence, something to occupy my time, which I easily finished before school started. And I spent the next six weeks in a, in a wheelchair, learning how to, how to do wheelies in the wheelchair. My first day at Walla University was my first day out of the wheelchair, first day on crutches. Now, I was uh, scheduled for a room on the fourth floor of Sittner Hall, and after it took me 25 minutes to get there, the deans quickly uh, swapped me with another person and gave me a, a ground floor uh, room. So I was grateful for that. That first year was, was interesting. I, I was quite busy between classes and multiple trips per week to the physical therapist. But I found that, that life on crutches had some perks. It was a great way to get to know people. So that was my story of adventure from Yosemite National Park.
0: I love it. What's your favorite thing to do in the outdoors? What's your favorite outdoor activity?
1: My favorite outdoor activity is definitely backpacking, preferably in the
0: mountains. How'd you get into backpacking?
1: Uh, (laughs) I was kind of dragged into it, uh, when I was in high school, uh, and slowly collected gear and equipment and experience.
0: What's your favorite trail you've, you've backpacked? Hmm.
1: Uh, it's hard to pick a favorite. I've had a chance to, uh, hike in the Andes and hike in the Alps. Of course, hiked in the Cascades and the Sierra Nevadas and the Rockies. Uh, I've even, Hiked in the Himalayas. Wow! And I think all of them, all of them have uh, distinctive features uh, that make them a lot of fun.
0: What's one special piece of gear you always take with you? Something like you just you you don't want to be caught without.
1: Sure. My favorite piece of equipment is uh, a little whimsical, but it is my Thermarest chair. Hey, those are great. Indeed, my Thermarest chair goes with me everywhere.
0: How do you think we can use the outdoors to make the world a better place? Well, I think probably
1: that starts with using the outdoors to make ourselves better people. Uh, there's a certain sense of peace and tranquility that I find in the outdoors. There's a definitely a sense of perspective, uh, puts, <laughs> puts everything else in perspective. Uh, it reminds me of how uh, small I am and how big the universe is. Uh, it gives me a sense of God's presence and I I hope that those experiences make me a better person and I hope as a result that I can help make the world a better place.
0: This is one of my favorite questions. What is the best sunrise you've ever experienced?
1: Well I try to avoid sunrises. I'm a night owl (laughs) but I have a a number of favorite sunsets Uh, but to be honest I think my favorite sunrise and sunset probably came when camping on the side of Mount Rainier distinctly remember one trip where we spent an extra day on the side of Rainier waiting for the winds to die down so we could summit. Just amazing sunrises and sunsets. Yeah, for about 11,000 feet up on the side.
0: I guess this is my last question. What are some future outdoor goals you have?
1: I think I have two goals. One family-oriented and one more personal. Uh, my family-oriented goal is to get my daughter excited about backpacking and about the outdoors. That's, that's pretty important to me right now, and I anticipate for this summer that will take the form of some more day hikes in the Willowas. We did a, a pretty decent hike last summer, and she was a trooper, uh, so I'm looking forward to taking her back. We'll probably car camp, but my goal is to work her up to a little backpacking trip here in the next year or two. So that's a family-oriented uh, goal, uh, and then a personal goal would be that I would like to climb Mount Robson. Ooh. That is a, an epic climb, one that's not done very often, but probably when Julia, my daughter, is a little older and I can start to get back to some personal adventure goals. That's one on my
0: list. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Roth. That was that was incredible. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for the opportunity to share the story. Indeed, I look forward to more adventures, and I,
1: I, I wish adventures for each of our listeners as well.
0: Wow, broken legs, nudists, a zipline? What an adventure. Our next story by Mitchell Powers is about the freedom of the trail. It's about enjoying the little things.
2: Hi, my name is uh, Mitchell Powers. I'm a freshman theology major at Walla Walla University. And uh, I live in the Pacific Northwest, uh, specifically Vancouver, Washington. It's a great place. Yeah, at Walla Walla, I work at the Center for Humanitarian Engagement, and I'm the care coordinator. I've enjoyed that a lot. I'm also part of the Azu spiritual team, working with Emily, uh, trying to create events on campus and now off campus. Different things we can do to interact with people. And uh, I guess another thing on campus is just trying to bring a, a light spirit, you know. And, and I do that trying to do that here as well, just bringing a light, cheery spirit to whoever, wherever, whatever's going on. And so, yeah, that's just a little bit about me. Um, but the story, this is a, this is a cool story. We, and by we, I'm going to call out my friends that I hiked this trail with. Uh, Nick Heinrich, you may know him, Hayden Cheryl, and Hayden's father, Dwayne. Uh, we hiked a section of the PCT, which is a Pacific Crest Trail, for those who may not know. But we did, let's see. It was from Big Lake Youth Camp, which is Central Oregon, all the way on up to the gorge. That's the section that we did. Uh, and so, you know, obviously we haven't done before uh, any other pieces of the the PCT, but we now would say that that section was definitely the, the prettiest. I mean, by far, it, it was gorgeous. Um, the different things that we'd see, I mean, waterfalls, uh, lots of lots of waterfalls we'd then see. We'd be in meadows, uh, mountain meadows, these high elevation meadows of just gorgeous wildflowers all over the place. And it was just, oh man, unimaginable, right? You have to be there to, to see it. But, uh, the story that is specific, uh, for me is the second night. And so a little bit of, uh, context I should, I should give, uh, I've hiked before and I've backpacked before, um but never on the PCT and never for two weeks. That, that's a, a bit longer than I've done before. I've done two nights, three nights. Um, and everybody else on the trail really did only about that as well. And so imagine this, four men on the trail not knowing how to cook a single thing really truly like we know how to cook, but not anything good. <laughs> it was pretty basic, pretty basic. And so uh, imagine that. And uh, also, I mean, we did a lot of research. We, we studied up, we, we knew where our water sources would be and we recognized what would be there, but it's different than from reading and, and researching than being on the trail and and really having to focus up so you know the first day you know we we left from big lake and we we're feeling great like oh come on we can we can do this no problem at all um and this first this first day is a 15 mile hike to this uh i'd say it's a yeah, I mean, it's smaller than a lake. It's bigger than a pond. It's between that size, right? And it's up there uh, past three-fingered jack. But this climb to get there is, is quite a bit for a first day, and especially <laughs> for us. <laughs> and so 15 miles, we're climbing. It's switchbacks back and forth, back and forth. You can see the dead forest, which is uh, called that because of a fire that had happened not too long ago you can see all of that you can see the sun mid in the sky it was gorgeous the wildflowers that were created or that are there because of the um the wildfire as well uh but all the while you're realizing wow it is we're we're just climbing and climbing and climbing oh man it was <laughs> it was a lot a lot to be done and so we ate some of our, our Cliff Bars or the Kind Bars or snacks of whatever source that we had. We just kept stopping for water breaks and 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 for for eating. And we finally got to what we thought would be a a wealth of water and a, a wealth of campsites and trees. And well, we were sorely wrong. Uh, <laughs> it was it looked like um, it looked like it was an oasis at one point, but was very dried up. And so 15 miles in, no little to no water, uh, the trees were burnt down. So we say, okay, we can do this. We've got to keep on trekking. And so we do. Um, after that great disappointment, three miles later, we get to uh, this great place, an alpine lake. It was beautiful, it was gorgeous, very cold, but it was perfect. And when we set up camp, we set up our hammocks. That's how we, that's how we uh, did our our camping. We didn't bring a tent. We, we assumed because of the Pacific Northwest, that there'd be plenty of trees and there was, so that was was good. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. We hammocked two on two. And um, so we set that all up. And then we, we set up our, our, our kitchen camp, if you will. And, Chef, which we all have trail names. So when I say chef, I'm talking about Hayden's dad. And the reason we call him chef is he'd cook everything because after the first day, we were very hungry. And it's amazing what happens when you're hungry. You've, you've worked so much. You burn so many calories and you are ready to eat. Um, there's just something about that. So he cooks the food and the food was this very specific Pizza. I, I, when he said we're going to have pizza tonight, I was like, wow, that is quite the endeavor for someone to, to really try and do. But, hey, you're, you, you are chef. Let's, let's trust him. That's your name. So um, I'm filling up the water, which because of that fact, I then became water boy. Um, and there's more to that I'll tell you in a second. But um, – and then uh Hayden and Nick were just reorganizing their packs and stuff, and it didn't take long for chef to put together these pizzas. What he did is he everything was dried right, and so he took this uh powder substance, put water in it, and here you go. you've got dough makes sense um and then he put it in this pan, and of course it's a it's a it's a mess kit pan, so it's not large and it's not specifically for gourmet cooking, (laughs) it's it's camp. And so he puts it in there and it's just this lump of dough that then it spreads out. And the unfortunate thing about these camp stoves is that it it cooks. I mean, it's not, it's just not meant for dough. (laughs) And so it cooks the outside. It doesn't cook the top. It doesn't cook the inside. so he flipped over and it's the inside was just dough. And so then we, you know, uh, cooked up the sauce and then we had cheese that we'd put on there and it seemed, it all seemed to work out. Um, and so, uh, chef had his first cause he'd be cooking for everybody else. And so, and then Hayden had his, Nick had his, and I'm still here at the water. And I remember this so distinctly, like I was, I was hungry, right? We were eating along the way. I was probably the one eating the most cause I, I just, I needed it. I needed it. And, uh, I'm looking forward to the pizza. Wow. It sounds so good. And so I'm climbing up kind of this rocky hill and uh, I have like a sack of like water, all like water jugs and everything. I got the Sawyer squeeze. I'm <laughs> filtering water and I get up there and he has it on this little spatula. He thought I was close by. He turns around. I wasn't. He's like, here's your pizza. And I'm not there and for some reason there's like this misstep and <laughs> this I mean just think about it you've got this does oh yeah like it's it's good it's good it's gonna be great and you've got the sauce and the cheese and he even brought dried uh, uh, a pineapple but he hydrated them and yeah you oh, went out you went all out and here it is I see it in the distance here you go Mitchell and and because this little spatula it's the one that folds <laughs> <laughs> he thought I was there, but I wasn't, and uh, it drops because it collapsed. <laughs> and so the <laughs> spatula collapsed, and so here's my pizza <laughs> on the ground. Um, but but trust me when I say that's not that's not the worst part in reality, because when that happened, I I dropped all I dropped it all like I dropped all the water. I'm like oh no, and I ran over. It's amazing what, how much dirt um, pizza sauce can pick up. And so I run over there and I, I grab the pizza and a little pineapple pieces. And, and, you know, I've done worse. I've done worse. And I figured, you know, we can't, we don't have the luxury to say, well, I'm not going to have this now. <laughs> uh, this was what I got for the evening. So uh, I, I ate it. I ate it happily. There, there was pine needles in it. There was little chunks of wood, lots of dirt, a little bit of sand. Um, quite honestly, I don't think I've ever had a pizza quite like that. Um, (laughs) but you know, as, as we went along the trail, we, we learned different things. We got better at everything. Um, when it came to cooking, when it came to water, when it came to uh, mapping and tr- tracking our sources, we knew where things would be um, and we were prepared and we learned. Um, and it was just that that one night, the, the first night, um, I learned that you just you don't you don't take things for granted. You know, <laughs> if a little Caesar's pizza versus Papa Murphy's pizza. Don't. It doesn't matter because it didn't. It, it, <laughs> because of what I experienced, you know what? Don't. I don't take things anymore. I, I appreciate anything and everything. Just a great, a great trip. Um You learn a lot of how to survive, take care of yourself um with the bare necessities. And you know, you learn how to appreciate nature. You really do. You really do. I mean, it is beautiful. I, I remember the first day we, you know, we'd grab wildflowers and try and keep them, preserve them. Cause it would be nice. But you know, after the third or fourth day, I didn't take any more because I just, I wanted to stay there. I wanted to be in its place in the world and let it live its course because it was just, it's eloquent. It's beautiful. I was like, wow, this is this is great. And, uh, you know, that then reflects to now and, and how I live my life. So very life-changing, great experience. And I never look at pizza the same
0: way. What is one of your most memorable, like God moments in nature? So in Jefferson State Park, Quite, quite honestly, I, I, I was like, this can't be real. This
2: doesn't, this isn't right. No way, this is true, to my eyes. Because you're, you're, you're climbing down. You're descending off of a ridge, and it's a, I mean, it's rocky. It's got pine trees. It's, it's got little tufts of grass. It's, it, it's a cool ridge. It's fine. We've seen it before. But when you get over this ridge, into uh, Jefferson State Park, you then get to see the great meadows of uh, this alpine. And I'm not talking like down in the valleys. I'm talking it's, it's up here. It's, it's treeline, but it's not above and it's not below treeline. It's right on treeline. So the trees are sparse and you just see these meadows upon meadows upon meadows. And it's not just green. It's not like green. Here's some trees. It's, it's, it looks like a soft, lumpy, I guess lumpy doesn 't sound nice, but it like you know it goes up and down, and you see these creeks flowing through, and that's where there's more um there's more trees and there's more bushes and when you look at the the creeks and the veins that they create in this meadow, you get to see the yellow and the red and the the dark purple or the bright blue of the wildflower i mean seriously there's so many different colors that you'd see come out of these. Uh, Creeks, and then of course through the lakes that they would create, and there was at least I don't know five or six different lakes or ponds that were in these meadows, and it was it was vast. I mean, if not one, maybe two miles worth that we trekked through, and it was just wow. God is creator. God is Elohim. God is good. Like this was incredible that God, I mean, created this among many, 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 many things including ourselves, I mean, he created this. And it was just a moment where you just can only stand back and say, um, I, I mean, and be humbled and recognize that I am human and God is God. And uh, it was a very surreal moment. But then also you recognize I have the, the uh, privilege of being in this sort of throne room of, of glory
0: with God and It's beautiful. I have one last question for you. So, um, what are some of your future adventure goals? Like, what do you have planned next? We want to, I don't know
2: if this will happen, but we want to try and do the Washington section of the PCT. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Big stuff, big stuff. That will be, um, a big portion of our, uh, PCT track. So that's a goal. Um, and another goal, uh, I like to, I love to, I should say, I really do love to uh, mountaineer. And so a goal of mine is to do hood. It's so close. I don't know why I haven't done it in the past. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one of my goals. I want to get that one off the list.
0: Yeah. You know, so those are my two future goals. Hey, I'd love to climb hood with you. I'm I'm hoping to do it at least once or twice this, this season. So. Oh, yeah. dude, let me know. That'd be I'm great. I'm hoping to go back <laughs> up. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This, that, was, that was wonderful. Yeah, dude. No problem. Wow. I'm excited for the day when we can confidently eat pizza off the ground again without worrying about viruses. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, comments, or recommendations, please let me know. I'd love to hear them. As we step into the unknown over the next few weeks, I encourage you to look for the joy in the small things. I encourage you to get outside in your yards or maybe in your neighborhoods. We are going to get through this together. Please remember to wash your hands and think about those around you. Help out where you can. Stay safe out there, and I look forward to talking to you again next week on Trail Tales. We've got some great things in store for this quarter. For example, Natalia will be hosting an outdoor cooking class starting this Friday from our Instagram. She'll be teaching you how to make some epic backcountry breakfasts. Find us at asgooutdoors on Instagram and stay tuned for more ways we're working to fuel your stoke.